Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. New CBS Sunday. You collect rewards, right? This is how I make my living. When something is lost, everyone's looking for something. He finds it. You strong swimmer? So-so. So-so. So-so's okay. Justin Hartley stars. How you survive, you make quick, smart decisions. If you never let panic take the wheel. Sounds cool. It is cool, actually. Very cool. Tracker. New Sunday on CBS and streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Who are the best prospects that got moved at the trade deadline? Find out next on Fantasy Baseball Today in 5. Welcome into FBT in 5 on Saturday, August 5th. I am Frank Sample, joined by Scott White. And let's take a look at the top prospects that were traded at the deadline. And we'll start off with number one on the list. Kyle Manzardo was shipped over to the Cleveland Guardians. It's been a down season in the minors, dealing with a shoulder injury. But the numbers were much better last year, Scott. Uh, is there any chance we see him later on this year, or is he more of an opening day option for the Guardians next year? Your thoughts? Probably next year, and maybe not opening day. I, I guess there's a chance now that they've traded Josh Bell that it could be this year, but he, as you said, his, his AAA performance has been a bit underwhelming, as amazing as he was uh, between high A and double A last year, batting 327 at 1043 OPS. I, I will note, though, that his, even though the actual production of AAA has been bad this year, the exit velocities have been great. The um, plate discipline has been amazing. There is still a lot to like here in Manzardo, and of all the prospects traded at the deadline, I think he has the best chance of developing into a fantasy stud. The line I keep using is if you like Vinny Pasquantino, you should really also like Kyle Manzardo because I think there are a lot of similarities there. And I think he actually benefits from leaving the Rays system because, um, you know, he's, he's not a versatile def defender, can only play first base, uh, and, and they really like versatility. Also, he's a left-handed hitter, and so they would almost certainly platoon him. Guardians, maybe not. Two names that the Mets picked up in big trades uh, around the deadline. Luis Angel Acuna, who is the younger brother of Ronald Acuna, comes with some uh, power and speed. More speed, I would say, than power. And Drew Gilbert uh, came over in the Verlander trade. First round pick by the Astros in 2022. And uh, some power and speed for him as well. I would say between these two, Scott, it's more likely Drew Gilbert is up next year than Acuna. Uh, but perhaps Acuna has more upside down the line. Your thoughts? Yeah, I'm not even sure he has more upside. I, th I think there are clearer limits to Acuna's upside than Gilbert. He's he's a safer bet to do what he does. He's he's proven to be a, 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 a to have good bat skills and to be a prolific base stealer. And I think that's going to translate well to the majors. But is there going to be power? I think there's a real danger in overestimating what he can do in that regard, since he's the brother of Ronald Acuna. But he's only five feet eight. Uh, I've I've seen for for Luis Angel Acuna, okay, well he's not Ronald Acuna, but maybe Ozzy Albies, and I think that's probably overstating the power too. I understand why you're making the comparison. It's another Braves player, similar height, middle infielder like Luis Angel Acuna is, but I 
I don't think he's going to be, you know, he's, he's not going to be totally punchless, but 12 to 15 homers a year, that might be what he tops out at. Uh, Drew Gilbert, Drew Gilbert showed plenty of power in his when he, he began the year at high A. Uh, then he moved up to double A, and it's it's been kind of a rough ride there. Obviously, uh, you know, he moved there pretty quickly after being drafted just last year, and he's been better lately. High energy player. Uh, also on the shorter side, like Acuna is, he's five foot nine, but I, I do think there's a little more power in this profile. There's speed too. He, he hasn't actualized it to the same extent Acuna has, but I, I, I think, I think Shane Victorino is a good comp for, for Drew Gilbert as a short stature player with more like pretty good power and speed than amazing power and speed. And, um, uh, just a real plays with a, a lot of energy that should help to, to uh, to um, you know, get the most out of his skill set. There's nothing wrong with five foot nine, Scott. I am five foot nine, so I support Drew Gilbert. Let's get yeah, it done, that's what baby. You say. <laughs> I met you in person. He looked a little taller than that to me. Uh, prospects four through ten on this list of names that were moved at the deadline: Edgar Cuero with the White Sox, Jake Eater with the White Sox, Ryan Clifford went to the Mets, Nick Mistrini also went to the White Sox. Dominic Canzone to the Mariners, and two names to the Cardinals, Thomas Sajisi and Cesar Prito. Any quick thoughts on those names? So, Caro is a good catcher prospect. He, the Angels handed, handled him oddly. He, he dominated low A last year. They had him skip high A, go straight to double A as a 20-year-old. And so, sort of like with Manzardo, the, the production hasn't been great, but the, the skill set is better than the numbers and uh, has a clearer path with the White Sox, obviously. Uh, Jake Eater, again, you'll be underwhelmed by the stat line if you go look it up now, but 2021, his first taste of minor league action at A, he had a 177 ERA, 11K per nine. We haven't heard about him since then because he had Tommy John surgery. Kind of slow coming back from it this year, but his last couple starts, we've seen Jake Eater pick it up, particularly in the strikeout department. Ryan Clifford is a prospect who has a lot of helium right now. He may just be kind of the the standard lefty slugger when all said and done. Uh, not going to be usable outside of maybe left field and first base, and maybe there will be platoon issues. But he's putting up numbers in in a ball. So um, you know, Ryan Clifford is appears to be a prospect on the rise because of that, and. I'll just mention here quickly Dominic Canzone, who's eighth on the list. Of course, he's the only one of this group with any major league experience so far, and he's he's in the majors currently with the Mariners uh, and playing. Playing, uh, you know, they seem like they're inclined to use him. It may only be against left-handed pitchers. At AAA this year, Canzone hit 354 with a 1065 OPS and basically a one-to-one walk-to-strikeout ratio. Very impressive numbers at a very hitter-friendly place. And I, I don't know that at age 25 he's going to emerge as more than a platoon player. But if he does, then Canzone's uh, awfully interesting. All right. For more extensive fantasy baseball coverage, listen to the Fantasy Baseball Today podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, the Odyssey app, or anywhere else podcasts are found. Thanks for listening to Fantasy Baseball Today in 5, and we'll be back again next week. Bye-bye. This is Sandra Oreda from Attacking Third, a podcast part of the CBS Sports Golasso Network dedicated to all things women's soccer. 
With the NWSL expanding to 14 teams, the 2024 season promises to be bigger and better than ever, and Attacking Third will be along for the ride from start to finish. Before that, though, we'll be all over the CONCACAF W Gold Cup, where the U.S. Women's National Team is looking to clinch silverware on home soil. We'll also be keeping tabs on the Winter Transfer Window, the Women's Super League, the UEFA Women's Champions League, and elsewhere. Coming to you multiple times a week with game previews, recaps, analysis, breaking news, exclusive interviews, and more, Attacking Third is your one-stop shop for the best coverage of the women's game. Download follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and anywhere podcasts are found. Make sure you subscribe to Attacking Third.